Are you looking to learn more about investing in the central Indiana real estate market? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast with TNH Realty, where we discuss all things related to investing in the central Indiana real estate market. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Tallman with TNH Realty. We are a residential property management company that services the central Indiana market. With me today, once again, are both Devin Hicks from our brokerage group and Jake Knight, our business development manager. Welcome back, you two. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. So we just recently announced, it was just last Friday, actually, um, that TNH is now covering Muncie, Indiana. So, you know, we've developed some content about that. We obviously sent a, a large a group email to all of our clients about it. Uh, we've been working on a couple pieces of content for our website in the forms of blogs and other informational pages. But I thought it made sense since we have a podcast uh, to bring you two on to kind of take a deep dive into month, the Muncie market um, so our listeners can get a good idea of what to expect if they're interested in investing there. So Devin, start with you. You were you know instrumental in getting us started up there. And Jake, you next. You're going to be instrumental along with Devin in kind of getting our properties under management up there. So I thought you two, again, were a couple of people and within our organization that were best suited to talk about Muncie. So Jake, you have a unique situation with Muncie, a unique relationship with Muncie, I should say. So why don't you go ahead and give everyone a quick rundown of, of Muncie in terms of, you know, population, where it's located and, and some, just some, just some basic facts about Muncie. Yeah, sure. Well, Muncie is a mid-sized city uh, located between Indianapolis and Fort Wayne, which is uh, the second biggest city in Indianapolis. It's got a population of about 65,000, which makes it a similar size to Noblesville and Greenwood, which are a little bit closer right outside of Indy here. Uh, I went to Ball State, which is the largest employer in Muncie. So, you know, I lived there for four years, got my degree, and as part of the education program, uh, I've done a lot of volunteering in Muncie, actually, you know, at the Children's Museum, and this is a number of years ago, uh, but I uh, kind of got to know not only the, the student life, but, you know, obviously just, just kind of regular people up there. Uh, Muncie's kind of an interesting place. Uh, if you watch some films, you know, it's mentioned in, you know, just, just various different films like Enc Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, I think that was set in Muncie, uh, Hudsucker Proxy, I think. So I think some students over time try to give it some kind of re name recognition, but what is probably most known for outside of Ball State is being pretty average. It's, you know, basically <laughs> Middletown America. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, even many news agencies when trying to figure out what the average American believes will visit Muncie and uh, do polling as Muncie has had some pretty good success in picking the presidential candidates, you know, so or the U.S. presidents. And so uh, Ball State's the largest employer up there. IU Health Ball Hospital is the second largest. Uh, some other notable things, obviously, David Letterman is the most uh, famous right. alumni, uh, yeah. but maybe a little lesser known is Bob Ross, the painter. He filmed yeah. the show in Muncie. Uh, so obviously, Jim Davis is also uh, an icon up there. He started uh, the Garfield cartoon. Uh, so 
Uh, it's an interesting market. Uh, obviously, it's pretty affordable as it's basically kind of in between Indianapolis and Fort Wayne. And so it uh, looks like a, a very interesting place to look at for investing. All right. Well, thanks for that recap. Yeah, there are a little, you know, it's it's, it's kind of amazing all the little tidbits about it. Um, so it's, it's what, about basically an hour north, slightly east of our office. Is that right? Um, yep. Yeah, about an hour, an hour and 15, 65,000 people. So great. Well, uh, Jake, yeah, you were, you were a resident as a Ball State student and graduate for a few years. So you have some, some good, good insight into the city. So thanks for that. So Devin, you were pretty instrumental, like I mentioned before, and, and talking to leadership about, you know, Muncie's a market that we should consider. And, and tell me, tell us why you thought, what, what interested you about Muncie? Yeah. So, you know, we've, I think as a company have been talking about expanding for, for a while now. I know we expanded our territory a few years ago now. And so I think just as we were looking at potential options, Muncie just kind of made sense geographically. We're already in Anderson. Um, we've had a, a lot of success in Anderson. It's been a great market and Muncie's really only another 15, 20 minutes past Anderson. So I think geographically, it just, it makes a lot of sense. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of, as Jake mentioned, affordable properties up there. And as most people know, it's getting really hard to buy houses. Indy is super competitive. Prices have gone up tremendously. So I think kind of getting a little bit more outside the city, there's just a little, a little bit less competition, um, lower home prices, which means, you know, purchase price to rent ratios are, are better. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for, you know, doing, I know a lot of clients that I'm working with are interested in doing the Burr method. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of opportunity up there for that. There's a lot of properties that need work. So I think for investors looking to, to do that strategy, I think we will have a lot more opportunity than, than we're seeing in Indy for that. It's just, it's just really hard to, to buy homes enough below market value in Indy to, to accomplish that. So um, I think that those are definitely some of the main factors and, you know, I think it's just, yeah, just good to keep growing and, you know, offering different opportunities for our clients. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, you were, kind of leading the charge. And, you know, we, we've talked about Muncie before in the past, um, but you brought it up again several months ago and said, you know, we need to look at this market. The one thing that's interesting is you mentioned it's so close to Anderson and, you know, some people probably know this about us, but we have a lot of staff that live in and in, around Anderson. Um, we have a lot of vendors up there already. So it wasn't a stretch for us in that way. I think we, we had to get another, uh, we had to get different access to a different MLS because it's, it's outside of MyBor, but that was pretty easy <laughs> all in all. So yeah, it wasn't like we relocated to a different state and, you know, had to set up shop there. This one uh, just kind of more of a creep into different, you know, outlying areas of uh, central Indiana. So thank you, Devin, for that. So let's talk about pros and cons, you know, investors out there are wondering, well, okay, you've mentioned a couple of pros, but, you know, Devin, what are, or Jake, what are some other pros. Um, you know, we talked about lower home prices, but um, you can talk about that and just other, you know, advantages for an investor if they're going to buy in Muncie. I can go on that. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is appreciation. Probably you're in most cases, probably not going to see a lot of it. Um, 
it's got a really good population, you know, 65,000. That's pretty solid. And, you know, Ball State, you know, is always going to have some level of enrollment. I think it's around 20,000. You know, so when thinking about demand, uh, that would suggest that there there should be good demand on a year-to-year basis, you know, on that. Now, how much will property values really appreciate is anybody's guess, you know, but, you know, with it being affordable, um, that is kind of one of the good reasons you you may have better cash flow uh, than appreciation over time, you know, so um, that's kind of a, a plus minus there. Yeah. Devin, thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, you know, from from my perspective, uh, I think, yeah, the, the biggest pro is just going to be um, cash flow. Definitely, I think cash flow versus appreciation market. But, you know, a lot of clients I, I work with are, are looking for that. So I think, yeah, and I'll talk about some, some specific houses I checked out um, later on. But but yeah, there's some some really good deals to be found. So Right. Okay. So some of the cons, like, so you know, Jake mentioned appreciation. Um, but what are some cons that you guys, you know, that investors need to be wary of that they're not that, you know, may not, they may not get the same benefit as as that they bought here in, in Indianapolis? Yeah, I would just say it's, it's not a huge growth market. You know, it's what I might call stable, you know, but, you know, even the, the, the first major employer there, Ball, you know, jarring, moved headquarters, there used to be uh, Eastern and Northeastern Indiana used to be rich in natural resources. Uh, well, those are, you know, those are basically gone. You know, a lot of companies have moved out, you know, and so when you're thinking about jobs, you know, is is, is the city really growing, you know, and I, I can't say with any confidence that that is the case. Now, I don't know that it's decreasing in population either. I, I think it's probably pretty stable, you know, but, you know, is this market going to be very different, you know, in 10 years? I would guess probably not, you know, uh, but, you know, some might see that as a negative. Uh, some might not, you know, it really depends on the person. But I think just over the course of 15 years, you know, one of the last times I actually spent considerable time up there, the city didn't look terribly different. Uh, the university does. It's nicer, you know, and they, they've certainly grown, you know, so so there's some positivity there. I think enrollment's gone up a little bit, you know, so. Uh, that's probably what I would say, you know, on my end. Right. You know, I just I just looked this up, Jake, while you were talking there. And so right now, as of, as of 2021, Muncie stood at about, you know, like, like you mentioned, 65,000 people just over um, in 2020. So 21 years ago, it was at se- just over 70,000. So it has shrunk a little bit. But, you know, the bottom line is most cities in Indiana have shrunk a little bit. Um, that's just that's just happening. So. Uh, overall, I, th- I would say it's a fairly stable population. We'll see how it works out in the next 10 years, but those are just some numbers for people to consider. Uh, Devin, your your thoughts about cons and investing in Muncie? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Jake said. And just kind of on top of that too, I think with it being primarily a college town, you know, the, the median income is going to be, it's pretty low. I think it was around... I think when I looked it up, it was around like 32,000 or something like that. So, um, you know, that, that could be a challenge just trying to find qualified tenants. And, you know, I know when you're dealing with students, sometimes you have to, um, you know, do things a little bit differently or, you know, get a co-signer, things like that. So, you know, finding 
finding qualified tenants for, for your properties, um, you know, meeting income requirements and stuff like that could be a little bit more challenging, just given that a, a large portion of the population is students. I know renting to college students, it, you know, I think it's a pretty 50-50 split. Some people absolutely love that and, and seek that out and some see that as a con. So, you know, if people don't want to rent to college students or, you know, it, it might not be, might not be the best market for them. So. Yeah. You know, it's, we don't do like student housing per se, right? So we're located just a few minutes from Butler, um, IUPUI, which I think they've changed their name now. They're obviously really close and University of Indianapolis is here. I mean, we, so we do rent to college students, I'm certain, but we're not one of those companies that, you know, throw a yard in the sign 24 or three, 365 days a year and, and sign up for spring of 2020 or fall of 2024 and fall of 2025, you know, we, but if college students come around, we do rent to them. Um, I don't know that we have any data that suggests that they took better or worse care of the property. I certainly haven't heard of any horror stories regarding college students. Um, it really comes down to the students, right? I mean, there's going to be people who take really, really good care of their properties. Um, and there may be some students that don't. So, um, you know, the key is obviously to get the screening down and, and make sure you know who's living in your property. And if there are students to get, make sure there's, there's some co-signers to, to ensure that rent gets paid. So, Definitely. all right. Yeah. Thanks for that. So Jake, there's an adjacent city and you, you've talked about this a little bit. It's not big, but I think it's worth mentioning, um, Yorktown. Uh, you, you've talked about that town quite a bit and, and I wanted to just get your thoughts and give our listeners an idea of what, what they can expect. Maybe if they look venture over just adjacent to Muncie, which is, is Yorktown. So give me your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yorktown's a nice little city. Um, as a matter of fact, it's kind of the premier school district over there. And so uh, I actually have uh, some friends uh, that are, that are from Muncie that worked for Ball State and, you know, they lived in Muncie for a little while and they moved to Yorktown, you know, once they had kids. And that was primarily due to the school district. But uh, Yorktown is an area that's in growth mode. You know, so, you know, if if you were to drive through there 20 years ago, uh, you're going to kind of see an old fashioned, you know, downtown, you know, older buildings, mom and pop restaurant shop, you know, really nothing new. Uh, but that's certainly not the case now. You know, so if you go to downtown uh, Yorktown now, you'll see you know, modern multifamilies, you know, being built downtown, you know, kind of revitalized parks, you know, stuff like that. And it's a highly residential area. There's not a lot of businesses over there. Uh, it's right off the highway. And so um, I guess word on the street, you know, at least from from the the friends I got up there are, you know, a lot of the people are, are moving uh, to the Yorktown School District, you know, and uh, just to primarily target that, you know, and it, it does have a nicer feel to it than a lot of areas of Muncie does. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely an area to keep an eye on because uh, you would expect demand to be strong, you know, if you're in the Yorktown school district uh, as, as people would target that, you know, as one of their key factors in renting or buying. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I think you you will see population spike there. I mean, good schools uh, attract people, attract residential. And so um, it's not unlike a lot of the suburban areas around Indianapolis that have, you know, established really good schools and then population just explodes around them. So 
um, I do think Yorktown's an interesting spot to uh, to keep our eye on and, you know, uh, maybe help some investors buy some properties there. So, okay, well, let's transition a little bit. I want to talk, Devin, this is going to be mostly you, but I want to talk about some, you know, let's give people some some ex- actual examples of what is up there and, and get into some numbers a little bit. So I'll let you go ahead and start. It looks like you got three different properties lined up here. Tell us, just give us some um, breakdowns of these things. Yeah, for sure. So I looked looked at about 10 to 15 properties over the last couple of weeks, just trying to kind of get a feel and um, yeah, saw a lot of things that, you know, would definitely be something I would recommend people pull the trigger on. And um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we looked at one property that was almost a perfect burr and that I haven't seen that in several years that almost doesn't exist. I mean, this property was a, a really nice, you know, three, one and a half brick ranch. It had been sitting on the market for several weeks by the time I looked at it and it was listed hundred K. So I think you could probably even try to go in lower than that. Very straightforward cosmetic rehab from what I could see probably around 30 K and I think, you know, the ARV would have been easily 170. So, um, you know, you're well within that 75% ARV rule that, that a lot of people look for when doing a burr. And yeah, that's just something I haven't found in Indy in a long time for a, you know, a decent house in a, in a nice neighborhood. So. Yeah. um, Yeah. You're right. So can you, what kind of rents would someone expect on that three bedroom, one and a half? bath brick I, I think if you know if you do a, a decent at least middle of the road updates and finishes I think you could you could probably get 12 to 1300 pretty pretty easily okay which is a good rent I mean that's, yeah. that's not a bad rent at all Definitely. okay all right so property B yeah another one we didn't get to look inside of this one but you know I, I do know it definitely needed some work based off the listing photos but it's actually a multifamily a larger multifamily eight units so it's actually two buildings so there was a six unit building and then a two unit building just kind of all in the same plot um but it was only listed at $199,000 and Based off some quick calculations that I did, you should be able to pull in at least five thousand in rent per wow. month. Um, so obviously the numbers on that are are fantastic. Even if you you did have to put in a little bit of work, and I mean that building in Indy would probably be four four to five hundred thousand, depending on on where it's located. Um, so to pull in that kind of rent, that purchase price is absolutely unheard of in Indianapolis. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that's, that's a lot of rent for the, for the price, no doubt about it. So yeah. Okay. Property C. Yeah. Last one has, was kind of a more of a, a straightforward one, just a pretty typical little three bedroom, one bath bungalow, a lot of very typical to what we'd see in some of these, you know, downtown older neighborhoods in Indy. Um, 70K purchase price. It was pretty much proven ready, I'd say probably would need, you know, very, very minor little things um, to get a tenant in there, if anything, and easily, you know, would rent for ace 900. So um, it's, yeah, that was, that was, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. So you you buy it for 70,000, put a little bit into it, maybe not, but you're saying minimal. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking to rent it for eight to 900, which again is above that 1% rule. And that 1% rule is almost a myth. You know, it's like, those are, that's really hard to achieve. So mm-hmm. yeah, three good properties. So, okay. Well, Devin, thank you for that. You know, 
we've spent a little time in Muncie. Jake mentioned he spent four years there as a student. Uh, Jake, you got back up there last week or a week before. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and then we took a trip up. I know Devin and, and Chris Herring, our project manager, went up a couple of weeks ago to look at some properties. And then we all loaded up with, uh, so it was myself, uh, my business partner, Scott, and then Don Castelluccio, our, our uh, primary, our, our, he manages our property managers. And so Devin, you took us on a little tour of some properties up there. I'd been to Muncie. It's just been for a long time, but, you know, it just feels like, like Jake said, it's a, it's just kind of a normal town, right? I mean, uh, there is a nice university, uh, you know, Ball State uh, has a, you know, some nice athletic facilities out there. No question. They really built that up. Um, and so, but other, you know, when you, when you kind of sprawl out and you go to different little neighborhoods and things, it kind of just feels like you're in just kind of a normal town. Um, so yeah, I, I felt very comfortable up there. I liked the, the properties we saw. I, was kind of shocked at the prices that there were up there. Um, so yeah, all in all, I think there's there's a lot of value to be had up there. Any closing thoughts from you guys, just uh, to put a button on this, any, any closing comments you want to make about Muncie and just what, what it has to offer? Yeah, I, I did kind of want to circle back. I think one big opportunity we have, one thing I noticed is a lot of properties um, that are, you know, kind of currently up for rent or things that we looked at, the a lot of the quality is lacking, I would say, for what what is offered for people looking for rentals. And I think TNH has really, really high and you know good standards for our properties. So I think as we move up there, and you know, I think the level that we are going to get properties to, I think you know we're going to offer a really good product to potential renters up there and better quality than than what is available now and has been. So I think um, that will also really help with demand for, for our property specifically for, you know, when people are comparing their options. So. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I do think we can help raise the game. Right. And I think it could be lacking. I've, you know, when, when Scott and I first started investing um, we bought almost everything in, in broad, the broad ripple area. Now we were, I guess a liberal with what we called broad ripple, sober, whatever you want to call it. But um, we found that most landlords, as long as it had a roof and some windows that closed, called it okay. And we have just really seen a, uh, I'll call it a gradual change over the last you know, 20 plus years that we've been investing, where you've got to put a, you have to put a good product out there because there are more rentals in the market than there ever have been. And there's frankly, you know, people are expecting a higher level of property, um, a higher level of service, uh, better technology. Um, so residents just have a higher expectation um, when they go into not only apartments, but single families, which we focus on. So I'm glad you brought that up, Devin. I think it's a, an important point. Jake, you were going to say something? Yeah, yeah, actually, it sounds like a plug, but it's not. Uh, I just think you know, the, the property management companies by and large do not have good reputations, you know, up there. And I'm not so sure there's a lot of them, you know, and I remember when I lived up there, our property management company really wasn't very helpful at all. You know, they, they wanted to collect rents, but you know, the, the maintenance side uh, was pretty difficult, you know, to get, you know, somebody out, you know, and um, you know, that was just as an average Joe student, you know, and uh, wasn't in property management, didn't know this side or see it. And so I think the feel is, you know, 
if there's a quality option in that area, uh, we could, we could really grow there, you know, and it is important for the tenants to have, you know, very positive interactions with their property managers, you know, and, um, we've actually had anecdotally, you know, a couple, um, renters that have come to us, um, from the past that have wanted to rent their property out, you know, with us, this is Indianapolis, but, you know, that's, I think the biggest compliment you can kind of get, you know, as a PM in some ways, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you have a former resident uh, become a client, you know, in the future. And, you know, so I think it'll be a really cool experience, you know, to, to kind of get started up there. And I, I know we have some clients that already have some properties and uh, it'd be nice to grow this thing, you know? And so I th- think it's a really good opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just thinking to myself here, um, I don't know what ball state requirements are. So like <clears throat> a lot of universities, you have to live on campus the first year. Right. So that's why they, they kind of get you on campus, make sure you're close, make sure they get their dorms filled. Um, but then I'm assuming you can move off campus and I, I could be wrong about Paul STEM going off my experience at, at Indiana university. But um, so let's say you move, have, you know, a group of people, like say a couple of roommates move in in their sophomore years. Well, you could have them for three years, theoretically, as long as you take care of them right? As long as they're, they're provided a good service. Um, so I think that's a, an interesting uh, prospect as well. It's hard to move, you know, and, and college students are probably more notorious for moving than your average person. But at the same time, if you could get them comfortable and, and happy with where they live and um, maybe you have a tenant for, for multiple years. So, all right, well, that's, that's a wrap on Muncie, I guess, to put a, you know, just a final word on it. It's um, a lot of value up there, right? I mean, it's, there's a, there's definitely some some deals to be had. Um, downside is you probably were not going to see that appreciation. The population is, has, you know, decreased a little bit, but it, um, you know, it, it, it may not, we're not going to probably see a boom in population in months, Indiana anytime soon. So your, your appreciation may not be there. Uh, but overall, if you're looking for a cash flow market, which is, is hard to find these days, then this may be the place to do it. So, well, Devin, Jake, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone's picked up some information that'll help them in their investing. We'll be back next month with another podcast. In the meantime, we encourage you to share this podcast with your investing friends. Leave us a review and don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions. Until next time, thank you so much for listening and please stay invested in your investment.